Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to episode 173. It is definitely a privilege to be uh, recording this episode, and it's a privilege that I have you as an audience member to share it with. I am grateful for this opportunity. I thank God daily (laughs) for the um, desire to want to say something and, and do something meaningful on behalf of my community. Um, I'm grateful that I am conscious enough, awake enough, and alive enough to want to make an impact, and, and a real impact, one that's not just um, explained in words, but it's also demonstrated in my behavior, my actions, and how I live my life. So thank you again for being here. If this is your first time listening, I encourage you to subscribe to the Nora Speaks podcast wherever you're listening to this, whether you're listening on Amazon Music, whether you're listening on Spotify, on CastBox, on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, I encourage you to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. And if you can, leave a rating and a review so that other listeners or those who are interested can read your comments and help them determine if this podcast is uh, something that they might be interested in and then take it a step further and tell a friend or a family member about Nora Speaks podcast. And as always, you can reach out to me at Nora at NoraSpeaks.com. That's Nora at NoraSpeaks.com. And let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me know if there's content or uh, conversations that you're interested in having or hearing on the podcast, or if there are guests that you're interested in hearing from or subject matter and material. I want to cater to my audience, cater to the interests and need needs of my audience, and uh, my audience is my number one priority. Well, my number one priority is truth and making sure my audience gets that. So again, welcome to episode 173. In this episode, I'm going to talk about enjoining good. And how as women, as friends, we should in, in, enjoy good uh, with our family, with our friends. Um, as, as, as men, uh, men should be enjoying good with their family, with their friends. Uh, as we are raising our children, as we are in, in involved in engaging with our neighbors, uh, with all of the systems that <laughs> are in our community, whether... That is uh, your your school board, your school system there in your town, if that's your local government, um, wherever you are involved with other people, I encourage you to be someone that enjoins good. And one of the reasons why I'm talking about this in this episode is because we are in a society where it is not always popular to do good or to do what's right. 
it's not always fashionable or in some cases we have normalized um, uh, doing harm to ourselves. We've normalized doing harm to others. We've normalized being harmful even with our children. So this episode, I'm going to talk about enjoying good in all of the ways that we can and that we should do that. Now, somebody say, what do you mean by enjoying good? I, I don't just mean encouraging one another to do good, but trying your best and trying my best to make it an imposition on others, to impose others to do good. And, you know, when I think about my my friends, I have a, uh, I don't have a lot of friends, but I have a few friends and I have a few friends that I, I love dearly. And what I do with them and what they do with me is enjoying good, meaning they impose good on me or in, in make it an imposition that I do good. And I, in turn, do the same with them. And as I said, we have a culture now that uh, has some harmful behaviors as normalized. And I want um, health, safety, and, and, and happiness for my friends. And I know that if they are not enjoying good or being good in their lifestyle, in their choices, then they're not going to have, uh, you know, success and prosperity and health and safety. They're going to be um, making themselves vulnerable. And that's not what I want for them. And that's not what I want for myself. And in a do as you please society, talking about being good, talking about being virtuous, it's not something that a lot of people want to hear, but it's something that we must say. It's something that we must hear. So for me, my attitude with my friends, my family, and those who may, um, you know, come within my sphere of influence is uh, you cannot uh, do as you please around me unless it pleases you <laughs> to do good. And I'll say that again. You cannot do as you please around me unless it pleases you to do good. And and as I said, you know, one of the things that have come to mind and that sparks this episode is watching some of our entertainers, our those people who are very prominent, and we see them living a lifestyle that we probably wouldn't encourage for the children that we're raising who we want to be successful, who we want to uh, be safe. And and I know that talking about or, or defining success in 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 2021 uh, going into 2022, you know, some of us describe success differently. Um, but those who are upheld in this society as icons, if you will, we see them in their lifestyle living very rambunctious, um, very fast, uh, uh, very drunk or high realities. And I think about them and who is their person that's saying, nah, sis, you got to put that bottle down. You have to put that drink down. Uh, you have to eat better. You have to take care of your body. You can't be, you know, out here fighting, you know, in, in these streets where you can't, uh, or you shouldn't, uh, um, want to create such a shock value 
that you're really demeaning and denigrating your own integrity or, or your own character? Who are the people that are around them that's enjoining them to, to do good? And so I think, do they have any friends? Or are their friends a lot like them and they're not enjoining each other to do good? And we can fast forward through so many uh, uh, iconic en- entertainers from the 60s, from the 70s. And, you know, now that their story has been written up to this point, we can look back and read their books or listen to their interviews and we can see all of the self-harm, all of the harmful behavior that they were engaged in. And they had people around them sometimes encouraging them to do better. Um, But then a lot of people were trying to eat off of them. So we look at the product now that they have or, or that they are and or the, and the stories that they're telling and they are bearing witness that during that fast period in their life when they were drinking when they were drugging when they were sleeping around um, when they were being loose when they were being lewd that that was a manifestation of trauma that they weren't happy but they were putting on the act and keeping up the character because you get to the point where you don't know how to be anything else. And we think that's what people expect us to be. So we continue with that behavior. And I'm talking about the, some iconic entertainers because that's something that many of us can relate to uh, in, in terms of being able to view them, see their unsung stories, uh, read their autobiographies and the biographies that are written about them. But even as we bring it down from those um that level of a person that's in entertainment kind of on a pedestal in culture and we bring that down to our individual lives and those folks that are around us and who may be imitating that kind of behavior I encourage you to really be someone that others know they can't just do anything around because you have a standard for your life and you have a standard for your associates So when I'm talking about enjoining good, I'm even talking about gossiping and how we like to spread scandal with each other. And I've said it before in other episodes when I've talked about folks who have a propensity to gossip. It's very rare that the gossip uh, and the whispers are about someone's child doing well in school. We're not whispering about someone you know, getting a promotion, unless we're suggesting that they did something compromising to get the promotion. We're not whispering and gossiping about the happiness and success of someone's marriage, right? We're not gossiping about uh, and whispering about how this person or that person has such a stand-up character. We're generally saying something that is somehow slanderous, negative, uh, or denigrating about another person. And so what is it about me? This is this is what I think. What is it about me that you want to bring me gossip? This is, you know, when folks want to come whisper, do I look like the kind of person that wants to hear negative things about other people? What do you take me for? So, you know, my friends, they don't do that with me. They don't bring that kind of negativity to me. And and nor do I bring that kind of stuff to them. And I'm not trying to say I'm holy and and righteous or more holier than thou, certainly not. However, I have done my best to, um, to be a a consumer of things that are positive. 
I don't want my consumption to be negativity um, because I recognize how people who gossip have a certain character trait that I just don't want for myself. And so I make it a point to not gossip and to not be a consumer or peddler of that kind of stuff. So, you know, enjoin one another to not gossip, enjoin one another to say positive things about other people, or as your mother and grandmother taught you and taught me, or say nothing at all if we don't have anything good to say. I would encourage you to uh, enjoin your friends, your family, to be charitable, to be selfless, to not just think about self and, and gains for self, but think about how we can create opportunities and how we can open up opportunities for other people. And being charitable could be that. Being charitable could be saying something kind. Being charitable could be giving something in their hand that they could physically use, uh, whether it's money, whether it's a new pair of shoes, uh, you know, heck, whether it's a map, but to do something for other people. We need more of that in our community where we have folks that are selfless and are interested in helping other people, being of aid to other people, being a resource to other people. And I have some folks around me who embody that. And I'm just so grateful for them. And I try to tell them as often as possible, you know, thank you for being someone who is a resource for our community, because that makes a difference. And it's important. I would encourage um, you to enjoin uh, good with your family, with your friends, as it even pertains to being conservative um, with their sexuality. And what I mean by that is not being loose, not being um, uh, undiscerning with who you're sleeping with. Um, I, I was listening to a report recently about the act of stealthing. And stealthing is when uh, a woman is engaged in sexual relations with a man and he removes the condom without her knowing. And, you know, there's um, laws that are uh, folks are trying to pass to deal with that. And I, I just think, and, and, you know, someone could say that I have conservative values here, uh, but I would say I have safe, <laughs> safe values, values that promote safety and wellness. Um, stop having casual sex. You know, if, if you're with somebody who would do that, that person may not care about you, seems not to care about you, and the decision that you both agreed to, to use a, a contraceptive or a prophylactic, um, maybe that's that's obviously not the right person for you to be sleeping with. So we have to be more discerning and think twice about engaging in casual sex. And what I teach my children and what I suggest and heavily promote is sex within marriage. And again, I know that is very, very unpopular. I know that is a very uh, conservative uh, viewpoint on sex and sexuality, in, especially in, in our culture where we have a do-as-you-please society. But what I do know is that a great deal of some of the uh, issues and challenges that we are having in our community as it relates to unwed births, fatherless homes, um, 
um, poverty, the rates of poverty, uh, educational attainments for children, one thing I do know is that the lack of uh, marriage in our community and, and children being born out of marriage, I know all of that is related. So I encourage women and I encourage uh, uh, young men or those who are within my sphere of influence to make the best choice and uh, save some things for the partner that's actually making a commitment to you. And again, you know, this is America. We can do as we please. (laughs) You may be doing as you please. And after what I just said, you may have just cut off the podcast. And I understand this is 21, 2021. It's a do as you please society. Um, But what I'm seeing in uh, my community, the black community, that is, I see the results of doing as we please. And I see that we have some very poor and negative outcomes, some very damaging and dangerous outcomes from having uh, a, a do as we please mindset and engaging in behaviors without dis- discernment. And I know that some of this can be alleviated by us uh, being more disciplined, having more self-control and making better choices. And uh, so I'm just going to lay that there. I'd like to hear what you say about that um, because I know that no one wants to feel or be perceived as if somebody is telling them how to live their lives. However, uh, what I know is that we have to offer information and share it regardless of if the listener likes it or regardless of if uh, it it promotes the idea um, or the values of the listener because I'm sharing what I value with you because I believe Um, that what I'm sharing is beneficial to our community. And, um, you know, folks talk are talking about follow the science and, you know, numbers are science. And we look at the numbers, which, uh, um, uh, science is a recording of the numbers. Science is a representation of the numbers. So when we look at the science and, and study these numbers, we can, uh, obviously see that the way that our community has been engaging in marriage and family, engaging in diet and lifestyle, and engaging in, uh, uh, in sex, sexuality, and marriage, we need a great deal of improvement. We are uh, high in the bad numbers and statistics, and we are low in the good numbers and statistics. And so what I'm saying is that we need a general cultural shift where we must enjoin one another to do good. And when I'm speaking with young people and I'm talking to them about this because people always talk uh, and encouraging people to avoid peer pressure, watch out for peer pressure. However, I say peer pressure is only a negative thing if a young person feels pressured or is pressured into doing something that's not beneficial to them. But we can use peer pressure to help young people enjoin one another to do good. So if your friend is offering you a cigarette, enjoin one another to goodness, to to do good, to not smoke a cigarette. If your friend is encouraging you to uh, abuse alcohol, to abuse and use drugs, enjoin your friend to do good. If your friend is 
you know, wants to sleep around with some boys and you know what can happen. You've seen what happened with her big sister. You've seen what happened with her older brother. We see that sleeping around does not uh, um, uh, yield beneficial results. You know that the boys are talking about her. Look, enjoin your friend to do good. Tell her she doesn't need to do that. So the same message that we have for adults with enjoining one another to do good, to be good, to make uh, productive and positive decisions, we still put that with our young people because they shouldn't be taught anything that uh, we're not taught and we shouldn't be taught something that we're going to keep from them. So even when we're managing our young folk, whether it's our children, whether it's the young people that we're mentoring, we should be enjoining them to do good, help them understand what is good, what is positive, and encourage them to use the art of peer pressure to help their uh, friends, their teammates, their classmates, help them make the best choices and the decisions that can help them achieve whatever goals that they have for themselves. As a society, in our black culture, we must begin enjoining one another to do good. Um, sometimes we say things are antiquated, you know, that, that that's old school. Um, but I'll say, you know, old school didn't have as much cancer as we do. Uh, old school didn't have uh, as many unwed births. Old school didn't have this, the, this level of, of poverty. And, and I know we say that this is the most educated uh, generation of black people. However, our education should be yielding us something. So whether we say that this is the most gen uh, educated generation, if that education that we have is not benefiting us, then we have to rethink the education and training that we have. And is it uh, uh, productive for a few or is it productive for the whole of us? So some of what I'm saying you may think is old school, you may think is uh, antiquated, um, but when we go back and, and look at some of the foundational principles that our people had, we can also see that families were stronger. We can also see that fathers were more likely to be in the home and, and in the home where our children are being raised. Um, we can even see a stronger unity in within our communities and our people and you know where the neighbor could correct your child could direct your child to better behavior and you and we wouldn't take it personally we'd say don't be out there embarrassing us whereas now if we fast forward to 2021 and i'm sure it's probably going to be the same in 2022 we want to fight the neighbor we want to go up to the school and fight the teacher so um sometimes we think that we've made advancements and if we look closely, we may see that we haven't as advanced as far as we would have liked or that we may uh, think that we have advanced. So let's uh, create some new norms in our society, but let's go back to the old norms. Let's enjoin one another to do good. And we would have a better society. We would have a safer society, safer communities. If we did so, we would have healthier communities if we did so. So make that imposition on those around you. Encourage them to do good, to live good lives, to make good decisions, 
to be good to themselves and to be good to others. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time with me today. I really appreciate your support of the Nora Speaks podcast of me. I'm grateful for it and I do not take it for granted. Thank you so much. Until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at norispeaks.com. You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.